0: Today, we're going to talk about a little wrestling promotion called TNA. Maybe you've heard of it. I'm not being facetious, I really have no idea if you've heard of it. Maybe you have. They've been around for 15 years, and most of that on TV with pay-per-view deals. They've employed some of the biggest names of all time, including Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair, as well as some of our favorites, like Goldust and Razor Ramon. Despite that, I'm leaning toward you not having heard of them, because they're kind of legendarily incompetent. See, rather than trying to do their own thing, they've always tried to mimic WWE's promotional style with about a tenth of the budget and none of the marketing savvy. They'll hire people WWE fired for behavioral problems, and no joke, they promoted two separate matches featuring two different members of the cast of Jersey Shore. But here's the thing. No matter how much of a punchline they are, at one time they had the potential to be great. See, underneath all of that celebrity nonsense and WWE apery, they had an incredible roster of homegrown talent toiling in relative obscurity. We're going to watch probably the best match TNA ever had as a fearless young hero, an undefeated monster, and a wily veteran go head to head to head in a match that, by all rights, we should remember as the moment that TNA became a capital T thing. Today on I Hate Wrestling, it's AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe versus Christopher Daniels. Unbreakable.
1: I the I got I do the I got
0: Everybody Anyway, uh Steven the Train Graham, welcome to the podcast.
1: Oh, thank you very much. I'm I'm very excited.
0: I'm very excited too. Um you know, I, I know the answer to this question, but I'm, gonna get, I'm going to ask it anyway because it's part of branding. Hashtag branding. Steven, the train, Graham, do you hate wrestling?
1: I hate
0: wrestling. You hate it so much. We definitely haven't yes. had like a 15-year ongoing running conversation about professional wrestling. Now, I'd like to
1: point out that you your premise is you hate wrestling. You
0: bring on people that hate wrestling. Yes. Ahmed was the first person that you kind of broke the rules. Right. 50%. Right. He likes
1: wrestling, but he hates Rick. Right. And now you've completely abandoned the premise.
0: Okay. Good but, for you, man. But here's the thing. Everybody hates TNA. Right? At some level.
1: I hate later TNA.
0: Yes. Okay. So that's, that's an excellent point because this is from a very small window into the period when TNA looked like it was going to be really good. Oh, amazing. Uh, We should maybe do a little bit of history about TNA. It's come up before on the show when we were talking about how they're sort of a running joke and how they had a group called Fortune and put like 10 guys in it. (laughs) And that's pretty much sort of emblematic of what they do. But we've also talked about WCW, which was once upon a time the second largest wrestling group in the U.S., right behind WWE. They were neck and neck for a while. WCW was number one for a hot minute. And then, in the late 90s, they really just took a shit. Like, took a shit hard. And within two years, completely destroyed their fan base and went out of business. And TNA is sort of the remnants of that. A lot of the people who were around at the end of WCW picked up whatever pieces they could pick up that weren't too charred to fit back together and essentially started a bootleg WCW wrestling promotion and then spent the next almost 20 years trying to compete with WWE despite having no budget and uh, really no idea how to run a wrestling promotion. Uh, (laughs) This was a, a bootleg WCW Thunder. Yeah. (laughs) It was not even a bootleg version of the best of WCW because WWE picked up the best of WCW when the company went under. Previous episodes, we talked about Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. They went to WWE. Ric Flair went to WWE. Um, Arn Anderson, who we talked about, was retired, but even he went to WWE as a producer and road agent. Like Right now, Arn Anderson is probably making, I don't know, maybe six figures, you would think, just reserving hotel rooms for people. (laughs) (laughs) two or more so he knows them best knows those motels brother yeah so this is basically a promotion built by the people who wwe didn't want (laughs) and then the stars that they were trying to build from the ground up were also people that wwe wasn't interested in at the time so the match we're going to watch at this point is 2005 which was a point when WWE was really only interested in hiring guys, like white guys who were six foot five and covered in tribal tattoos and had no body hair. That was like their thing. You remember this period? Oh, yeah. Including that one doofus. I don't
1: even remember his name. He, he They put him with Roddy, and he had flames on his uh, hands that went up slightly.
0: What was his name? Oh, Chuck Palumbo. That wasn't Chuck Palumbo. That was Chuck Palumbo. That was not Chuck Palumbo. I could have sworn it was Chuck Palumbo. Oh, oh, is it Sean Stasiak? No, Mark Jindrak. Fuck, who knows? There you go. Literally, those three guys were all in the same group together in WCW. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's pretty much the point we're trying to make, is that once upon a time, there was a very certain, a specific archetype that WWE was looking for as who they wanted their next top star to be. They wanted him to kind of have the same silhouette as The Rock, if that makes sense, like that size, that build. And they just hired guys who were built like that, but they didn't really pay attention to whether or not they actually had any ability to connect with people. And what that meant was that a lot of guys who were built differently and who wrestled differently and who didn't look that way kind of fell through the cracks. So TNA hired a lot of guys who WWE wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole at the time. And this match contains... Three guys like that. And those three guys are AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, and Samoa Joe.
1: Actually, I think the first time I saw AJ was in an X
0: Division match. Let's talk about the X Division, right? Because X Division... (laughs) Well, X Division was something that TNA had that WWE didn't have. Because WWE was hiring these these slow-moving, muscly guys. And so what TNA had was a bunch of guys who were smaller and faster and worked a different style. TNA had a whole division of guys called the X-Division who did crazy athletic things that you couldn't see on WWE. So that was a way that they differentiated themselves. And the original star of that division was AJ Styles. And AJ Styles is definitely not the prototypical WWE guy. He's small. He's, what, 5'10"? Yeah. Got to be hovering right around the 200-pound mark, probably closer to, like, 180 at this point when he was mid-20s. Looks
1: like a server at Olive Garden.
0: Looks like a server at Olive Garden. Yeah, he, he's a uh, and he's he's definitely a Southern boy. Which I don't know if this has ever come up before, but WWE has this weird thing about Southern accents. Yeah, they
1: don't they hate
0: it. They hate it. They,
1: they just think it's like that old um, wrestling,
0: just Bill Watts and all that. Well, yeah, and well, Vince McMahon is also from North Carolina. <laughs> is he really? He grew up in a trailer park in North Carolina. Like he.
1: Oh yeah, and then he found his dad later.
0: Yeah, and then he kind of hooked up with his his dad and went to New York, but I think deep, deep inside himself, he hates that that was his secret origin, Mm -hmm. and I think that's part of why he hates this idea of wrestling and he hates this idea of people with Southern accents. Uh, Jim Ross, everybody, is probably the greatest pro wrestling announcer of the last 30 years. He was the voice of WWE. He's, by God, he's broken in half. Like, you've seen the goddamn vines where a cat you know jumps on another cat even if you've never seen wrestling before you know Jim Ross's voice and WWE tried to get him off TV a million times because they hate the fact that he's this little pudgy southern guy with this drawl in a cowboy hat so AJ AJ Styles being from Gainesville Georgia not even Atlanta Georgia you know my friend uh, my friend Jinx who is in a different episode because he's from he's from Georgia and he goes yeah, Atlanta is like Dubai. It's just it's just this one sort of spire of civilization arising out of this, this sea of nothingness, except it's also shitty there. So it's like the worst possible Dubai. So AJ Styles isn't even from the worst possible Dubai. He's from like an hour outside the worst possible Dubai. This guy is absolutely not what WWE would want. Christopher Daniels is what do you say an inch shorter than AJ? Yeah. God, what? How would you describe Christopher Daniels?
1: Pretty much like a hairless cat.
0: A hairless uh, cat.
1: He just no hair, kind of weird, Q tip head.
0: Yes. Uh, a little. Yeah,
1: he's kind of lanky, but he's also short.
0: Yeah, a little soul patch.
1: Yeah.
0: He's got uh, he's got an unc tattoo, that's slightly off center. It's like supposed to be right right in the center below his collarbone, like a priest's collar kind of thing, but it's maybe a half inch off center and it's really distracting. <laughs> he also wore eyeliner for a hot minute and would like paint his nails black. He's like the world's most embarrassing goth dad.
1: But he also came out with the world's most greatest gimmick, which is Curry Man.
0: Yeah, he's also... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I loved Curry
0: Man. I loved Curry Man too. So Christopher he's Daniels doesn't come into play during this match, but he has this character of Curry Man, who's like a a, a Japanese-inspired character who dresses up like a. He's supposed to be like a a, a food mascot kind of thing.
1: Just the embodiment of curry.
0: Just the, he's like Mr. Peanut, and he dances.
1: He has a little
0: bowl of food on his head. Yeah, <laughs> a little bowl of <laughs> food. curry. Look up Curry Man, everybody. It has absolutely nothing to do with this match, but it's it's amazing. And then. Uh,
1: Going back to AJ Styles for a second though, have you ever seen his um, promo that he did for WWE right after WCW? Because he was in WCW Thunder, folks.
0: He was on WCW Thunder, and he did. He worked like two matches for WWE, like on Velocity, on one of their throwaway, like not even a C show, like a D show that was on at like two in the morning in Spike on Spike TV. And he worked like three matches, and I, I I haven't seen the promo that you're talking about. I've seen his match.
1: The promo is, like, you, you can definitely tell he has a
0: southern accent, but he also still sounds like a teenager. So high <laughs> pitched, and he's wearing, like, a baby blue N-Sync sweater. Oh, no. Oversized one
1: <laughs> with the frosted tips in the front.
0: Oh, no. And he's like, AJ
1: Styles, what can I describe myself as?
0: <laughs> AJ Styles. AJ Styles. He's also got a little bit, he's a little nasally. And, uh, you know, if you can't take a form to the ear, get out of this business. Okay, just get out of this business, you freaking idiot. Like, that's AJ Styles. And the third, uh, the third part of this match is Samoa Joe. Uh, Samoan Joseph is his full name. Mm. And Samoa Joe was not what WWE was looking for because he is fat. <laughs> he is a Samoan person who is not related to The Rock.
1: Big detriment in this
0: business. Yeah, and uh, that's... Pretty much it. That was enough for them to not want Samoa Joe. I think,
1: and the fact that he could wrestle.
0: Yeah, and that's the other thing is these three guys are all wrestlers. WWE wanted sports entertainers, right? They wanted people who fit a certain look that they could train to work a certain generic wrestling style, and the. The hope was that they would connect with people and then you could send them to, you know, do a guest spot on the Today Show or whatever. That's what WWE wanted. They wanted, they were looking for a crossover star and they were looking for people who could maybe be The Rock because The Rock was their last big crossover star. So none of these three guys are that. All three of these guys are wrestlers in the traditional sense. Their calling card was what they could do in the ring. TNA saw these guys and realize that because WWE was not in the market for guys like that, they should snap up all the guys like that that they could and feature them as much as possible as a way to differentiate them.
1: But at the same time, do you remember early TNA when all they did was grab old WWE guys?
0: Right, 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 yes, yes, yes. So that's Their big WWE guy was Ron the Truth Killings. Ron the Truth Killings, who had been Kay Quick. He was not. He was not even a big WWE guy. But that's an excellent point. Early TNA was very much peopled with WWE castoffs, and I guess I guess that's the the distinction, right? Because TNA has always been obsessed with looking like WWE. So if somebody with any kind of name value from WWE is a free agent, they'll sign them and make them a big part of the show because they want their show to look like WWE. And that was fine for a little while when they didn't have any stars of name value. But in the undercard, while all of that was happening, even in the early years, you had AJ Styles, you had Christopher Daniels, you had Samoa Joe, and these guys were organically, slowly building a following. And after a while, they felt like a bigger deal than the cast-off WWE guys that TNA was signing. So this match... Kind of represents the moment, a turning point, if you will, when TNA could switch over its focus from X WWE guys to these homegrown guys, and it wouldn't have been too much of a, a stretch. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So After for the f- this, you had like Samoa Joe facing off against Kurt Angle and AJ Styles winning the championship. It was that was great. Right. So this is the sort of moment. When TNA had two choices. You could turn left and continue the traditional their traditional path, which was hire whoever WWE fires in the hopes that their fans will tune into your show, or take a risk and make your homegrown guys the focus of the show. <laughs> the fact that we started the show by continually ragging on TNA and pointing out that it still continues to be kind of a running joke might be a little bit of a spoiler as to what ultimately happens. Also, a little bit of a spoiler, AJ Styles is currently WWE champion. (laughs) And he's going to be defending his WWE championship against Samoa Joe at the second biggest show of the year in like two weeks. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for that too. But yeah, that's ultimately the story of TNA. They caught lightning in a bottle and they had these amazing performers and everybody was ready for them to take the lead and it ultimately kind of doesn't happen. They fall back into their old habits of Making their fading, ex WWE stars into the biggest part of the show, at the expense of these homegrown talents. It was it was awful. Yeah, it was really it was really kind of disheartening and frustrating to see, what should have been, a huge thing reach this peak and then just start cooling off. It was, it was it was definitely frustrating. But, this match takes place in that glorious window where it looked like everything was going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked a little bit about the X Division, and the X Division, you know, has a champion. Uh, do you remember what happened in the lead-up to this match?
1: No, and might I say, I I am I'm heartbroken that I didn't have any homework leading up to this, like <laughs> everybody else.
0: <laughs> well, I figured I didn't need to send you any homework since you had seen it the first time.
1: I would have enjoyed this homework.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I was looking it up, and TNA doesn't have a lot of content on YouTube. As Well, they have a lot of matches, but they don't have a lot of promos and stuff. No, they don't. So, essentially, AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels had a, a long rivalry. It was one of the great recurring rivalries in TNA. And Christopher Daniels had won the X Division Championship, and AJ Styles was chasing him for the X Division Championship. And so they sort of had this pre-existing rivalry with AJ Styles as this plucky, white meat babyface chasing Christopher Daniels as this sort of scummy, I guess he's always low-key supposed to be a Satanist. It doesn't really come into play here. He's just like a shitty goth dad. He's like your unpleasant manager from Hot Topic. And he's the champion, and AJ is trying to take it from him. But also, you have Samoa Joe, who is undefeated at this point. When Samoa Joe first came into TNA, he had an undefeated streak that lasted, what, like two years, something like that? Yeah. And he's still right in the middle of that. So you have this pre-existing explosive rivalry between AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels, and you have a very clear hero and a very clear villain... But then you're adding in the variable of Samoa Joe, who is not only undefeated, but also kind of a neutral character. Because Samoa Joe has always been a jerk as a character, but people really like him. Yeah, <laughs> People will chant, Joe is gonna kill you. Right? Because he's he's essentially, well, he's awesome. And it's very much a lot of fun to watch Samoa Joe beat people up. So you have this interesting dynamic here where you have a good guy, a bad guy, and a neutral guy that a lot of people still really like just because he's so badass. He's
1: just an organic monster that didn't destroy jobbers for like six months. Right. Actually destroyed
0: legitimate wrestlers. Right. Yes. He was beating people. I mean, there's a lot of guys who will have an undefeated streak and they'll just beat cans essentially like local talent, right? Is the, uh, is the euphemism, but Samoa Joe was beating, from the beginning, established people. And it's unusual that you see that. And it didn't look like anybody was going to be able to beat him. Certainly nobody had been able to beat him before. But I guess we should also talk a little bit about the fact that this is a triple threat match. It's the first triple threat match I've ever done on the show. So a lot of wrestling storytelling is based on the back and forth between two characters, one good and one bad. That's the most basic character dynamic in a wrestling match. And therefore, the match is designed to make you want the babyface to beat the heel. So everything both characters are doing is designed to further that narrative. The triple threat match is different because you're adding a third character. You're adding an additional dynamic. And in this case, you have two guys who know each other very well, a third person neither of them is very familiar with, and they have their laser focus on each other, but also coming up from behind is this invincible monster who has no hard feelings toward either one of them, but is 100% focused on winning. So it really is an interesting dynamic.
1: Yeah, they have to try to curtail um, their own anger and
0: aggression towards each other to try to you, this monster. Right, yeah.
1: They kind of can at the same time.
0: So. Right, yeah. Their, their challenge is to, well, okay, we hate each other, but we also know each other really well. Can we work together for a minute here to try to keep this monster out of the ring so he doesn't kill us both and leave with the championship we're both trying to win? So, in a way, it's two guys who hate each other being forced to work together to stop a guy that neither one particularly hates, but who has an advantage in any one-on-one fight? It's it's a very unique dynamic, and they pull it off really well. The I I think we're just about ready to uh, to press play on this match, but there is one more thing I want to mention, which is the fact that this match is so fucking fast. This match blazes by. All three of these guys are ridiculously fast as performers, and we might have a hard time <laughs> keeping up with it. So apologies in advance, but I would strongly recommend, I always recommend that if you can, you watch the match along with alongside of us. This match is free on YouTube, so you really have no excuse. You just go to YouTube, you punch in Unbreakable 2005, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe versus Christopher Daniels. You could probably just punch in Unbreakable 2005, because this is probably the only worthwhile thing that happened on that show. But it's a it's a full match. It's a, it's uploaded to YouTube for free. Thank you, TNA or Impact Wrestling, which is what they're going by these days. And uh, do you have any other any other thoughts before we get going, Stephen? The train, Graham. Um, no. Nope. About TNA, about AJ Styles, about Chris Daniels, about Samoan Joseph.
1: They're great wrestlers. Go watch them,
0: please. They're great wrestlemen. Go watch them right now and listen to us talk over it while it happens. Okay, so. We're gonna press play right now on Unbreakable 2005. You don't have an ad at the beginning of years, do you, Stephen? Uh, I already skipped by the ad. Beautiful. All right, okay. so I'm pressing play right now. It's time for Fuck.
1: Amateur. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's for the X Division Championship, Stephen. Mm. Which
1: you heard oh, a little bit of Mike today
0: there. Yeah. Oh, X Factors. X, oh, they used to do this, which I think is pretty cool. They they bring up the quote unquote X Factors, which is like the tail of the tape. It makes it feel like. Uh, more of a sporting event. So, leading up to this match, the undefeated Samojo earned this title shot. Daniels cost AJ Styles the Super X Cup, which was a, uh, a title, like a, a, not a title match, but a tournament. And the first pin or submission wins this match. So, even though there's three guys, anybody can win the championship by pinning any of the other two competitors. So even though Christopher Daniels is the champion, AJ Styles can pin Samoa Joe and win Christopher Daniels' championship. It's a sudden death thing.
1: Look at baby Joe.
0: Baby Joseph.
1: I missed that entrance ramp.
0: Oh yeah, I always liked that the tunnel.
1: Oh yeah, And this was filmed at um, was it Universal Studios?
0: Yeah, this is Universal Studios. (laughs) The sign just said Samoa Joe, which is not.
1: Sea World is down the road. (laughs) <laughs>
0: Shamua Joe. Oh, Shamua Joe. Oh, fat shaming. Don't fat shame Samoa Joe, especially because okay. he's not very fat at this point. Uh, I wanted to mention that Samoa Joe is all business, right? He he doesn't, he's just, he comes in. Oh, okay, here's AJ Styles in his sort of bike shorts. Get ready to fly. Yeah, and he looks like he's about 16 years old here. Yeah. But he's, You can see he's fired up. He's more fired up than Samoa Joe. So he's more emotionally invested in this match from the beginning. And just so much energy, even though he's just walking to the ring and sort of hyping up the crowd. And here's the fallen angel, angel, Christopher Daniels, in his pleather bathrobe with a hood and he's got his championship belt on over his uh, over his pleather bathrobe and that's not actually a hood that's just like a little sheet like a little napkin or something (laughs) like a little pleather napkin on top of his head and Christopher Daniels whips that little thing off of his head and is immediately pointing at himself. So Fallen Barbie. Yeah, there was a sign in the crowd that said Fallen Barbie, which I don't understand. It doesn't really make sense. But we saw uh, we saw Samojo is all business, AJ Styles is all fire, and Christopher Daniels is all ego. So that kind of tells you everything you need to know about the focus of these three guys heading into this match.
1: Daniels is a his um glove
0: yet. Oh, his the uh. Blackened out middle finger. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Christopher oh, Daniels. it's all
1: the other fingers that are blackened out. The middle one isn't.
0: That's right. So yeah. Technically, he's giving you the bird. Yeah, Christopher Daniels in his later years would start wearing a glove that has fingers on every. It covers everything but the middle finger, so he's constantly flipping you off. It's. A, <laughs> it's a very <laughs> weird thing. So, it's a six-sided ring. Yeah, the six-sided ring was another thing that TNA had that WWE didn't that eventually they got rid of, which is sort of emblematic of their commitment to not being their own thing and just trying to be WWE. Do you
1: remember when they announced that they were going up against uh, WWE?
0: Yeah, and at the time it seemed like it might be, it might work, and then it super they- didn't.
1: They did Hulk Hogan made the announcement. He's like, We're going
0: forward, brother. Yeah. We're, we're gonna go up
1: against some Monday nights and the crowd is like, Yeah and he's like, We're getting
0: rid of the six sided ring, brother. Everybody booed. Yeah. <laughs> like there was, like
1: the, he thought they'd be excited. Like yeah. we like the six sided ring.
0: Yeah, the, but yeah, apparently the, it's atrocious. Right, the fans really liked the things that made them different from WWE. So Christopher Daniels at this point is antagonizing both of these guys. Which seems like a dumb idea, but he's also all ego, so who's to say? Here we go, yelling at both of them. And what do you think is going to happen, Steven? Do you remember what happens?
1: Oh, uh, they
0: just, I think they both kicked. <laughs> <it>. Yeah, they, <laughs> they both. just beat the crap out of him. <laughs> <laughs> both AJ and Samoa Joe uh, charge Daniels and just beat the shit out of him. Oh. Yeah, and they're Shopping hitting. Joe, yeah. yeah. You notice that AJ sold that chop a little bit? It was so hard that AJ like clutched his chest. <laughs> All the kicks. The kicks. Oh. Yep. The kick right to the back of Daniel's neck. And AJ. The kick challenge. Yep. AJ shoves Joe back. He's like, I could kick him harder than that. And Joe's like, Oh, yeah. That was pretty hard. Let me kick him again. <laughs> <My turn. laughs> and AJ again says, No, I could kick harder than that. So at this point, both these guys are just taking turns kicking Daniels, who springs back to his feet. Stop kicking me! <laughs> and then they both kick him. Yeah. So and I guess the crowd, is cheering. the crowd is cheering. So I guess the point of this was to establish that AJ is going to be a babyface, and Samoa Joe is also going to be a babyface in this match. Yeah. So immediately we're back at we're back in business as Samoa Joe gets charged by AJ Styles, and AJ has tried to pin him three or four times within a few seconds. Joe gets out every time, but now catches AJ in a submission hold.
1: Into the rings of Saturn.
0: Right. So at this point, Christopher Daniels has fallen to the floor, and it's a one-on-one match between Styles and Joe, and we saw that AJ is faster than Joe, but he's not able to overpower him and that dynamic is interrupted by the return of Christopher Daniels who rushes into the ring and he's able to take AJ down but, but now big daddy joe is pissed yeah big daddy joe
1: step up insiguri
0: right kicks him in the back of the head and drops him to the floor
1: how should we be calling this is this do we do like color commentary or do we just talk about it
0: well, I like to do a combination. Like I said, this one might be a little tricky because there's just so much <laughs> happening in this match. The the important thing is the story of this match. So, what we what we're seeing right now is that these two guys are trying to take Samoa Joe down. AJ Styles is probably the best athlete, the fastest of the three. Mm -hmm. Samojo is the strongest of the three with the most endurance. And Christopher Daniels is... smartest is debatable, but definitely the sneakiest of the three. So the question is, who can overcome the other two? Is Christopher Daniels going to be crafty enough to pick his spots and charge in at the right time to steal a win? Is AJ Styles going to be fast enough to outlast, uh, you know, and an athletic enough to outlast the other two, or is Samoa Joe just going to be unstoppable and plow through them? That's the question.
1: And also, right now, nobody's really working together. It's it's really a free for all,
0: right? Which is what happens in the beginning, and eventually, as things wear on, well, Christopher
1: <laughs> tried to go for the same thing, and they both put him off.
0: Yep. So this is, of the three, Christopher Daniels has been knocked to the floor and taken out of the match, what, three or four times at this point. So we can see that if he's going he's gonna to succeed, he's going to have to pick his spots better. Because his style, whatever he's doing, doesn't seem to be working.
1: And it also shows like, how good AJ is, that he's bringing the fight to Joe. He's not being tossed to the side.
0: Right, right. Yeah, where it, what's happening to Christopher Daniels is sort of a counterpoint to what's happening with AJ Styles. AJ Styles, despite being out-muscled, is standing up to Joe one-on-one better than Christopher Daniels is. But even so, Joe is so much bigger and so much stronger, and he continues to regain control.
1: Some boot rakes in the corner.
0: Yep. <laughs> oh, so christopher daniels
1: by daniels
0: picks his spot it and sends he joe to the outside sends joe to the outside and hits him with a massive moonsault uh, and this is an example i think of daniels realizing that he has to be smarter and he can really only attack when people aren't paying attention if he wants to build any momentum and look at that ring apron. Gretchen Wilson, the all-jacked-up tour. <laughs> Which kind of tells you everything Daniels, you need September to know. 27th. Yep.
1: On CD and digital disc.
0: <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, AJ just leapt off the top rope and wiped out both of these guys on the floor. Which... The
1: big redwood is training, holy shit.
0: Yes. There's a very large red-headed lady in the front row. Oh, instant reply. Yeah, so... AJ only needs a second to get back up and get back into this match. Christopher Daniels, when he pulled off those, those uh, smart moves and knocked Joe to the floor, he took a minute to, to boast, and he lost control of Samoa Joe, who started fighting him. He got distracted, and then AJ Styles was able to take advantage and knock both of them out with a huge dive. You notice there that AJ chose to roll Samoa Joe into the ring for the pin and not Christopher Daniels which was an interesting choice. Daniels is obviously going to be easier to pin than Joe, but Joe did just take two dives as opposed to one. Mm-hmm. So he's picking his spots here. Beautiful drop kick. Beautiful dropkick. And at this point, though, you start to wonder, is Samoa Joe going to be able to keep up with two guys? Because so far he's been in control, but at this point he seems very human. And then that last pin,
1: AJ was smart enough to hook the leg to try to put that pressure on the shoulders to make sure Joe didn't
0: kick out. Right. Joe... And if you looked, as opposed to his last kick out, it was barely anything in there. Right. So Samoa Joe at this point is not looking very invincible. So it seems like the onslaught of two guys might be enough to keep Joe down. Now Daniels is has rushed back into the ring to try to attack both guys at the same time which, okay, do we even try to describe that? Because look at Christopher Daniels. Even he can't understand what just happened. He tried to throw Samoa Joe into AJ Styles. AJ leapt into the air, hit Samoa Joe with a head scissors, and took him over. And Daniels himself just looks amazed that that happened. He tried to do a monkey flip. Yeah, he tried to do a monkey flip, and and AJ completely reversed it. Oh. AJ just went flying over the top and just smashed into the ground. So this yeah, is the first, yeah, this is the first time we're going to see Daniels one on one against Joe. Right, this is the first time that Styles has been out of the ring by himself. Mm-hmm. So now we saw that Joe is worn down enough that AJ can kind of take him one on one, but we saw before that Daniels is slightly lesser than AJ in a one on one situation so yeah <laughs> so Christopher being the narcissist
1: that Christopher Daniels is doing paint brushing to
0: someone yeah, decide- swollen
1: submission machine
0: right he decided to try to slap Joe a little psychological warfare and that just kind of woke Joe up and oh, oh. Joe has, has immediately caught him in his signature choke the coquina clutch which I don't think anybody had escaped this at this point But AJ, again, manages to save the match with a crazy flying move. So every time that the match spills away from AJ Styles, he takes control by just finding something high and jumping off of it onto both guys. Which, that's... AJ's best hope at doing damage is off the top rope. And it's so smart because if you eliminate AJ and you're away from him, when he comes back, he's going to have the opportunity to hit you both at the same time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he's taking every chance to do that. Christopher Daniels, when he keeps rushing back in, generally it's to kick one guy or to punch one guy. And when AJ Styles rushes back in, it's a huge move to hit both guys. So even though we talked about Christopher Daniels being the sneakiest and the craftiest, AJ is definitely wrestling this match the smartest, I would say. He's picking his spots better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Daniels attempted to go for one of his moves, the BME, the best moonsault ever. And AJ cut him off.
1: He essentially pushed him into the top turnbuckle. Yep. Samoa Joe's running in.
0: Yep, Samoa Joe's... High knee to the face. Yeah, so this was Joe's turn to hit both guys at the same time. <laughs> and Daniels is just sort of helpless. Oh, and he's... He takes this... Oh! Horrifying kick to the face.
1: Daniels is upside down, stuck in the turnbuckle. Yeah, he
0: looks dead. Joe kind of taunts him for a second, like you know what's coming. Yeah, he looks, he looks fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The Dolph Ziggler
0: yeah. At this point, I don't think any exchange has worked out in the favor of Christopher Daniels, has it?
1: Mm-mm.
0: Anytime he's come into reverse momentum, he hasn't been able to keep either guy down for an extended amount of time.
1: Which is perfect for a heel. Yeah. Especially
0: a an ego one. Right. Okay, so now drop into the drop kick. Right. Joe's got a second, second. wind at this point. It's one on one between Joe and Styles. And now that Joe is, it's sort of one-on-one, and I think we've established that things are pretty even between Joe and Styles. But Joe had a minute to rest, so he's in control at the moment.
1: That was definitely a mistake by Christopher. He started, he's he's completely winded, but then he started crawling towards Samoa Joe to fight him.
0: Yeah. And he managed to he managed to take Joe out with that big Death Valley driver, but he now he's too exhausted to to make a pin himself. So I think it's being it's become apparent that Christopher Daniels is not actually wrestling a smart match here. I don't think he's made a good strategic decision yet. He's just he's picked his spots, he's picked his opportunities well, but he hasn't picked his actual maneuvers well. <laughs>
1: He's
0: just being outclassed. Yeah. that, That is true. And at this point now, Joe is in the ring while Styles and Daniels are fighting on the outside. And at this point, this is the big move of the match, right? Samoa Joe with a flying leap over the top rope, wiping out both of these guys, which is just... It's untenable. Samoa Joe... Is 300 pounds. He should not be able to do a running leap over the top rope, and yet here we are. He came in like a wrecking ball. He did. He came in like a wrecking ball. If this were a couple of years later, you might see a ring apron advertisement for Miley Cyrus. <laughs> now, who am I kidding? It would always be Billy Ray Cyrus. Hmm. Miley who is Gretchen Wilson. What's that? Who
1: is Gretchen Wilson?
0: Uh, she's a redneck woman She ain't no high class broad You remember that song? Uh, I, I wish I didn't <laughs> <laughs> She knows all the words to every Charlie Daniels song
1: Oh,
0: That's that's how it goes
1: That's not that
0: completely awful It, it wasn't great oh,
1: Muscle Buster, which yeah. Joe doesn't do anymore Ever since Tyson Kidd got hurt
0: Yeah uh, Which is a shame, I love that move I love Tyson Kidd Her? Remember when uh, Cody Rhodes did that for a while? Yeah, he did that in the Shield match. Yeah. (laughs) It looked like it wouldn't hurt anybody. Yeah. Okay, so now... Joe is going to throw both Styles and Daniels to their death off the top rope. So, at this point, we've seen it happen twice now, where Daniels and Styles got too caught up in their own beef to pay attention to Samoa Joe, and both times it's come back to haunt them Mm -hmm. because they were throwing hands on the outside. Instead of paying attention to Joe, he hit them with that massive dive. Then just now they were, uh, they were throwing hands on the top rope, trying to, you know, one of them trying to throw the other one to the ground and they weren't paying attention and Joe came over and threw them both to the ground from the top rope. So it's two on one. They should be able to press this advantage against Samoa Joe But it doesn't seem to work that way because they can't they can't stop fighting each other, even when they probably should.
1: Some awful, awful hits by Joe.
0: Oh, suplex. Yeah. So AJ seemed to be doing better than Daniels when he tried to throw hands with Joe. But ultimately it didn't. You know, you can't fight Joe toe to toe. It doesn't work. And now here's that muscle buster move he was going for earlier, and he just plants AJ with it.
1: Which if you've never seen a muscle buster, your opponent is upside down with their head on one of your pecs while
0: your legs are being crimped up, basically, so you look like a lima bean. Yeah, and it's. he just drops you on the back of your neck. It looks horrifying. Now, now, Christopher Daniels just ran in and tried to hit Samoa Joe with the championship. Which would so have stopped him with a power slam, but right. he would
1: have disqualified.
0: Yeah, he would have been disqualified. And, oh, Joe was holding the belt, and Daniels was able to kick it into his face, which apparently is not a disqualification. But, yeah, at that point, Christopher Daniels was apparently afraid that he wasn't going to be able to win this match, so he attempted to get himself disqualified by hitting Joe with the weapon. The upshot would have been, therefore... He's disqualified. He loses the match, but does not win or does not lose the championship. It would have been a cowardly way out, but he would have remained the champion and he would have had, uh, you know, the other guys would have gotten the rematch. But he's clearly feeling at this point that there's no way that he can win this match. And Samoa Joe at this point has taken a lot of punishment and in fact is on the floor for the first extended amount of time. Daniel's plants Styles with a with a blue thunderbomb, but he's unable to keep him down.
1: This match is so good, and all the wrestlers are so fast. You you really can't none of them can make a mistake. Right. In that one second, like AJ was just hitting him in the face, giving him forearm smashes. He ran to the
0: ropes for that one second, came back, and then Daniels caught him with a blue thunderbomb. Right. And Daniel's now off the top rope with his signature best moonsault ever, and Joe breaks it up. So, at this point, all of these guys have hit... Yeah, more more just brutal kicks to the face and chest. Oh, Daniel's... actually is firing up here and is hitting Joe with his big moves, and he hit him there with the uh, last rights, which is one of his signature moves, and... (laughs) (laughs) He hit Joe with one of his, his finishing moves, and Joe rolled to the floor, and Daniels is so mad now that he can't try to pin Joe. But yeah, you're right. This match, it's such a sprint. It's, you know, you would say it's a sprint, not a marathon, but actually it's like A marathon where you're sprinting the whole time because this is a long match it's 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and it's a series of sprints i guess because as soon as you sprint if you can if aj can outrun daniels joe is right there it's like a relay race where everybody's trying to kill each other
1: (laughs) my favorite kind
0: sure So AJ's going. For AJ. Yep, AJ's going back up top again to hit uh, a dive, which is how he's done most of the damage in this match that he has been able to do.
1: And Christopher cuts them off. They're both on the top rope the, right now, fighting.
0: Right, and last time this happened, Joe threw them both to their deaths. But this time, it looks like he's he's still on the outside. Yep. And Daniels with a massive superplex but he's too exhausted. He can't make the cover. All three of these guys are so exhausted. This is the first time we've ever seen Samoa Joe this exhausted. Mm -hmm. He's never shown this much ass before. (laughs) And there, Joe tried to pin Daniels, which is interesting because Styles was the one who took the brunt of that move, but I guess Joe is so out of it that he didn't notice who actually initiated that move. And he, I think, figured it out after Daniels kicked out, and then he went to pin Styles, but Styles had had an extra three seconds to recover, and he wasn't able to make the pin. Now he's applying uh, this nasty submission hold to uh, to Daniels. It's an STF. This looks so much worse than the one John Cena does. Yes, and he immediately followed. Uh, well, actually. He- did a powerbomb first, and then he immediately followed it up with a STF after Daniels kicked out of the pin. Right. So no, no rest whatsoever. Right, AJ, or I should say, Joe is keeping on top of Daniels. Joe, I think, has realized that you you can't stop pressing your advantage here. Headbutts, jabs. Do oh, you see the sweat that just poured off of? that chop. Yeah. Both it's all like slapping water. Yeah, all three of these guys are so exhausted. They're just dead on their feet at this point. Oh. AJ Styles with the Pele kick, that back flipping hey, kick. Yep. Now, AJ surprisingly has Samoa Joe in a torture rack. AJ Styles has always been deceptively strong, too.
1: Yeah.
0: And he's falling right down to and Joe kicks out. Like, even you can see AJ's shoulder pads, or his uh, rather his, his elbow pads, are falling off. Daniel's wrist tape is coming off. Like, there's just so much exhaustion. These guys are literally coming apart at the seams. Daniel's just threw AJ on top of Samoa Joe, who is still recovering. And now it's down to AJ and Daniel's AJ with a sneak pin attempt, styles clash, this is his big move. Slowly rolling Daniels over for one, two, and Joe breaks it up. How many times would each of these guys yeah, how many? how many times would each of three these three guys have won this match if this were a one on one match? There have been so many moves that would have ended a normal match. These guys have all taken so much punishment. Daniel's there takes an opportunity to duck out of the way, and Joe spills out of the ring. So which Daniel's is
1: really the first time that Joe made a mistake.
0: Yeah, which he's he's well, there's that, and there was the superplex where he pinned the wrong guy. Hmm. So you can I guess you could say at this point Joe is tired and out of it enough that he's. He's not his normal self.
1: It's basically turning into desperation rather than
0: a plan. Right, yeah. All three of these guys are basically running on fumes at this point, and they're just doing whatever they can to stay in this match. And once again, it's coming down to these two hated rivals, AJ and Daniels, just throwing hands at each other. And again, AJ is... This is like the third or fourth time that Daniels has come... has failed to come out on top in a, a fist fight. He pokes AJ in the eyes... And here he goes for the Angels Wings, his ultimate finishing move. And he can't quite get AJ up. AJ reverses one, two, three. And that's it. AJ has stolen this match. And look at the look of horror on Christopher Daniels' face. <laughs> he cannot believe this had happened. Victory was so close. He had Samoa Joe on the outside. He was about to hit AJ with his biggest and best move, the Angels Wings. AJ shifted in midair. And just managed to pin Daniels down for three seconds. Landed on top of him. All it takes is three seconds. It only takes three seconds to beat somebody. And there's AJ Styles, our, our young, plucky, white bread champion. He's got that championship. Joe's on the outside. Still undefeated, Technically
1: technically never been pinned or... I think this is when they changed it over to never been pinned or submitted.
0: Correct. Because he didn't win this match but he also didn't lose this match. Christopher Daniels lost this match. He was pinned by AJ Styles. Samoa Joe spilled out to the floor is what happened. And Daniels is just openly weeping. (laughs) And Joe, look at how Furious that Joe is. He's pissed. Now, do you remember? uh, Do you remember what happened after this? What the next step in this rivalry is? No. So Samoa Joe decided to target AJ Styles because he felt that the match should have been his. He defeats AJ Styles one on one for that X Division Championship. That's the next step in this match or in this rivalry, and it's brutal. AJ Styles is a bloody mess, and who has to come out? To pull Joe off of the bloody body of AJ Styles, it's Chris Daniels. In this this long rivalry that that Daniels and Styles had, they developed a certain amount of respect for each other as rivals. And what happens here is that Samoa Joe goes on and has a long run as the X Division champion, and AJ Styles and Chris Daniels become a tag team. I don't remember that whatsoever. You don't remember the Phenomen Angels? No. <laughs> is that really their name? That was their name. <laughs> The Phenomen Angels, yeah, the phenomenal AJ Styles and the Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels became the Phenomen Angels. Not a not a not a good team name, but a good team. And I guess that brings us to where these three guys are right now. We mentioned it before, but AJ Styles is your current WWE champion. It's been since I think November. Yeah. That's not that's to say nothing of his career in Japan. He went to Japan and became the world champion in New Japan pro wrestling, which was a huge deal. He's completely reinvented himself. He looks like a different person. He's you know, he's got long hair and a beard now. You know, he's still got that voice. You know, he's still got that AJ Styles voice. But he's it's a little bit lower, so it's not as bad. Right, it's a little bit lower. It's a little bit lower. But AJ Styles, I think of the three, has definitely had the best career at this point. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. He's been multiple time world champion all over the world. He won the TNA world title after this. He went to Japan, won their world title, came to the U S two time world champion. He's getting comparisons to Shawn Michaels at this point. They're calling him one of the greatest to ever lace up a pair of boots. And from somebody who in 2005 was never going to get signed for WWE for being short and from Georgia. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, It's pretty it amazing. Is. And Samoa Joe also, He was a world champion in TNA, and they eventually would start to misuse him, and he came over to WWE and established himself as one of the biggest stars in the world. He may still be a world champion in WWE. He might beat AJ Styles in two weeks. Who's to say?
1: I'm actually hoping
0: for that. I'm hoping for it, too. I love Samoa Joe.
1: Joe's problem was he just stayed with TNA
0: for too long. Joe really lost a couple of steps toward the end of his TNA run. He gained a lot of weight. He had no cardio anymore. He was he was in really bad shape. He stopped caring. He stopped caring because why would you care? Like you gave everything you had to this company and they didn't uh, and they didn't feature you the way that they should have. No. Oh. Joe was always a phenomenal wrestler. Joe's gonna
1: kill you. Every, all of that stuff. He was always a good technician. You always feared Joe when he got into the ring. Mm-hmm. But his promo work is just off the charts. Everything he says, you believe. Yes. He Puts fear in you when just putting the just saying the words. He's he's completely on another level now, and it's incredible to watch.
0: Yeah, I I am a huge huge supporter of Samoa Joe, and I guess we should also say that Christopher Daniels has also had, uh, you know, Christopher Daniels is, I think, almost ten years older than like
1: forty five now.
0: Yeah, so I want to say may, maybe it's five or ten. He's older than Samoa Joe and AJ Styles. So, WWE, you'll hear about this in our episode about John Cena versus CM Punk. The rivalry between John Cena and CM Punk, one of the big results of that was WWE being willing to take chances on people who were not six foot five and hairless with tribal tattoos, and who were wrestlers rather than bodybuilders who you could mold into sports entertainers, right? One of the big results of that was that you got people like AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, and also Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins, and these guys getting signed by WWE and getting promoted by WWE, and Christopher Daniels, because he's just, he's a little bit older than Joe and Styles, I think, missed out. You know, for sure. At that point. You're not going to bring in a guy who's 45 years old as a new star. It's just not a smart investment. But he
1: didn't miss it by much because like Bobby Roode is 40.
0: Yeah, Bobby Roode is 40. AJ Styles is 40. Samoa Joe I think is 39. But Daniels is 45. It's a those five years are important because if you figure it's going to take you, it's going to take you two years to build somebody up to the point where they're going to make you money. Like you've got a 48 year old guy. Challenging for your world title when you've already got AJ Styles and you've already got Samoa Joe and you've already got Bobby Roode and you've already got Seth Rollins, who's thirty, and you've already got Daniel Bryan. Like it doesn't really make sense to bring in Chris Daniels at this point, you know? Yeah. Which is unfortunate because he also got better. We mentioned it a little bit earlier with Curryman, but Christopher Daniels is a funny dude, and he really embraced the comedy. Of pro wrestling. You see it a little bit in this match where he's sort of yelling at these guys for kicking him and the cartoonish look of horror on his face when he gets pinned. And of course, Curry Man. You know, we mentioned his weird glove with the middle finger cut out. He formed the Extraordinary Gentleman's Organization or EGO and got really into, uh, do you remember this where he got really into Apple Teenies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He did win a world title. He won the Ring of Honor World Title. Yep. In twenty six, his, his only world title after almost thirty years in wrestling. And at this point, I'm going to go ahead and say it, the Ring of Honor title is more prestigious than the TNA title.
1: <laughs> it is. Yeah.
0: But yeah, all three of these guys went on to be world champions. All three of these guys went on to improve tremendously. Do you have any other thoughts about the match, Stephen? Do you have still any? Still other- as good as I remember it. Yeah, it's still as it's still as good as I remember it too. And it's just such a it's so fast. It's so amazing and. Do you have any other thoughts about TNA? Nope. Great. You did such a good job. So I'm going to try something I haven't tried before, which is uh, I'm, going to do a, I'm going to do a little bit of a sign-off. Uh, check this out. Uh, this has been the I Hate Wrestling Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen to us on SoundCloud. Uh, I have a blog called Explosion Town on Tumblr, which I barely update anymore. I don't fucking know what I'm supposed to be promoting. I've never done this before. Thanks to my guest, Stephen the Train Graham. Thanks to my good friend, Corinne Dodenhoff, who designed my logo. Thank you to the Novas, who may or may not be alive, for the use of my theme song, The Crusher. Uh, Stephen, this is how I end all my podcast episodes. Do you know how I end all my podcast episodes? I assume you do, since you subscribe on SoundCloud.
1: I do. I subscribe. SoundCloud and everybody else
0: should too. They should also subscribe on iTunes. They should subscribe yes. everywhere. And you know what else? Buy the T-shirt. Yes. Go Off
1: to
0: the yeah. Go to the I Hate Wrestling uh, website. Buy a T-shirt. Buy two T-shirts. Buy a mug. They're great gifts. Stephen, you know how the how the episodes end, don't you? I asked my guests what their wrestling character would be. Stephen, the train, gram What would your professional wrestling character be? Uh, I guess I'll just go with my, um, my old gimmick, I guess. The Steven, the train grant, where, uh... I chugga, was chugga. Mouth,
1: mouth ...who would just kind of, like, be out of breath while he was screening promos, and,
0: uh... It's <laughs> just because f- you were out of shape. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Talk about how many fingers I have to beat my opponents. <laughs> and,
0: um, and
1: my finisher would be the Bad News Bam, I
0: guess. The Bad News Bam! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the bad news, bam. <laughs>
1: Terrible name, actually pretty good finish.
0: I was going to suggest if you couldn't think of one that you could be Son of Santa.
1: I I could. Yeah, I could be the the spoiled asshole child, I guess. No, I
0: was thinking more of, in, in like a luchador sense, El Hijo de Santa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's money in that. There's money in that. El Hijo I'm de my, Santa. My and get. little chariots. <laughs> yep, and, and obviously... uh how he's going to have to come out and manage you. Mm-hmm.
1: And I could do the whole Finn Balor thing where my demon side is the Krampus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the son of the Krampus, right? Yeah. <laughs> the
1: same person.
0: Krampus Jr., <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dr. Krampus Jr. <laughs> I could be the son of Santa, you could be the Krampus. <laughs> oh, no. Do the eye the said in youtube because I, I i had a i had a burp coming on oh <laughs> thank you